0: The Stolen Maniple Podcast is a production of St. Augustine of Canterbury Church, a Roman Catholic community of the personal ordinariate of the Chair of St. Peter, serving San Diego County, California. This episode features Deacon Keith Way. Today in this weekend, we celebrate Memorial Day. And as a retired vet, it's not lost on me that I stand here this Sunday to provide the homily and am honored and humbled to do so. As we take a moment to remember those who paid the ultimate price for our freedom, and also for another who, about, who actually built the foundation of the English church. We should keep in mind that freedom is a gift from God to all. We are made in his image and he gave us life He gave us the freedom to choose, because without that freedom, we could not love truly. And he gave us the gift of love. These things are so intertwined that you can't truly have one without the other. On this day, we remember those who emulated Christ in a very small way, by sacrificing their lives, in honor of he who sacrificed himself so that we could have all three, life, Freedom and love, but not just here on earth, but eternally. And we also honor one who helped to spread this great news. We are all called to evangelize. And today's gospel, it speaks of this. But we have to keep something in mind the Lord saves. We evangelize. I've heard so many times people throughout many congregations talking about how they're working to convert souls and save souls. The fact is, it's not possible for we as people to do this. Only the grace of God can convert and save a soul. We can only evangelize. And what is evangelizing? The sharing of the word, sharing of our own personal conversion stories, such as mine in the Gulf War where under fire and worried about taking on 80% mortalities as we stormed the beach, I was one of the only corpsmen there. So I had to go out and think about turning down others who I know I could save to save those ones I could. And many of those were my friends. So I prayed. And I was given a peace, a peace that I just had never felt before letting me know that the war was going to be short and that we were gonna have very few casualties. I shared this with those other people on my platoon and within my battalion, and sure enough, two weeks later, the war was over. Sharing of these conversion stories with myself, other military members, and other people who've had different conversion stories helps to strengthen in our faith. Supporting others in their story or in their journey is part of sharing our conversion. It's part of evangelizing, and it's why we welcome and bring people to church so that they can be supported by the church community. One of the great evangelizers of the church was Saint Augustine of Canterbury, who just happens to be our patron saint. Today we honor and celebrate him. A Few things about Saint Augustine He was a Benedictine monk, worked out of the St. Andrew Monastery in Rome, and he had been elevated to prior, So he was basically second in charge. He was also a friend to St. Gregory the Great, who established the monastery, and that's where he had thought he was going to spend the rest of his life, in prayer and in service to God. But God had other ideas for St. Augustine. You see, when Gregory the Great had been elevated to Pope, he happened to be in the slave market in Rome and saw some Anglo-Saxons there in the market being sold as slaves. And when he looked at them, he is quoted as saying, those aren't Anglos, those are angels. And he was overcome with the idea that England needed to have an evangelization take place. And maybe it was time for that to happen, because at that time, the king of England, Ethelbert of Kent, happened to have been married to a Frank, Frankish wife or queen, Bertha, and she was Catholic and happened to have brought a priest with her. So Agu- St. Gregory sent his good friend St. Augustine in 595 along with 30 other monks and the letters of introduction in order to gather support as he went through France and to be introduced to the king in England. This trip though was no small endeavor. Understand at this time, the earth was much, much smaller as far as people are concerned than it is today. We didn't have places to go to for transportation like bus stations or cars or roads like we have now or jet planes. So this trip going from Rome across the Great Sea to England is probably more akin to us as going to Mars. The other thing that we have to look at is that Rome's reach 150 years ago, vice now, is not like what was going on. We were steeped with dangers now. It had been 150 years since Rome had been there. So the control and normal things that were happening where things were nice and content and peaceful were now full of battles and skirmishes in northern France and England, and there was no Roman rule in England. It was now a bunch of tribes and pagans that were all fighting for control. Believe it or not, Augustine actually turned back in fear of his lives and the lives of those monks. But St. Gregory refused him to turn back and told him to pursue on. France ultimately ended up providing 10 more people to join the trip, many working as translators and other types of support. And they actually arrived in Kent in 597. They were actually met outside by the king and his party because, again, remember, they were pagans. So they thought there were going to be curses upon his home and they didn't want to take those chances. Rome's influence had definitely dwindled after the 150 years, and there were very few crops or outliers of Christians left, and there was no writing or reading, no art. All that had gone away over the 150 years. So the king was definitely impressed with Augustine when he arrived, and he said, that's fine. Come on in and evangelize to our people. And he provided a small church in Canterbury, which happened to have been the capital of Kent. Eight years later, lots of things had transpired. The king had converted shortly after Augustine's arrival in 597. And this was no small feat. For a king could not truly do something without the support of his royals and other lords. He actually had to look and go to them and say, hey, look, I want to convert. Can we all convert? And if someone spoke out against it, it wouldn't have happened. But sure enough, in 597, Ethelbert converts. In Christmas of 597, again, only a short few months after Augustine had arrived, he baptized 10,000 people. Amazing. Amazing. 10,000. He opened up the English school. He plants and establishes the English church. And all our traditions that we see today are actually rooted to this time. And he did this with God's grace only in eight years because he died in 605. We are all called to evangelize. We're all called to spread the word we are all called to share our conversions and meet in spiritual communities and share in the Eucharist. As in Augustine, we may be fearful at the time, we may be in the midst of wars, we may be in the midst of personal tragedies and death where our spiritual demons are battling with us, but we need to have faith and we need to press on. So I offer this small prayer for all of us today Lord, that we ask that you may keep us always strong in faith and use us of tools of evangelization. And though we may be fearful at time, have us walk in the steps of St. Augustine and Christ, so that we may be beacons of thy light. Amen. St. Augustine, pray for us. Thank you for listening to the Stolen Maniple podcast. For more information on our church and upcoming events, please visit of Canterbury.org and don't forget to subscribe to hear future episodes.